0: You are listening to Unbreakable Success, Episode 27, with award-winning, best-selling author, Andreas Jones. Welcome to Unbreakable Success. This is your virtual mastermind for your business and your life. My name is Aaron Keith-Hawkins, and I have over 20 years of leadership experience as a public servant and as an entrepreneur. And now, my business is your success. Each episode gives you the experts and perspectives to make sure you succeed in mind, body, and wealth. I so appreciate the fact that you're a listener of Unbreakable Success, and that leads me to believe that you probably recognize the fact that we're only going to be successful at the things we give our loyalty to. But did you know that there are five very specific loyalties that tend to have a really dramatic impact on how we succeed in our business and life. I would love to give you the opportunity to explore what those five loyalties are and also give you the opportunity to reflect and challenge yourself to take a closer look at how you've been interacting with those five specific loyalties. If you're up for the challenge, visit me at unbreakablechallenge.com where you're gonna get five days of free coaching and free challenges to help you make sure you're setting the stage for universal success in your business and life. It's free, and it's my gift to you just for being a subscriber to Unbreakable Success. I'll see you there at unbreakablechallenge.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Unbreakable Success. I'm very excited to bring you today's guest, Andreas Jones. He's an absolute authority and expert on leadership and business growth. He's an award-winning author, an award-winning best-selling author at that. As a matter of fact, I think to his most recent book, Battle Tested Leadership, is his sixth book. He's a regular columnist at Forbes, The Huffington Post, CEO World Magazine, Influenceof.com, Lifehack.org, just to name a few. But more than his accolades, one thing I so appreciate about Andreas is he's just one of those genuine good people. He's somebody that just makes you feel better when he's around having some conversation. And I guarantee you, you're going to get that today from our conversation. Make sure you check him out at BattletestedLeadership.com. But for now, listen in, he's going to talk to us about the importance of leadership, finding your ideal client and so much more. Trust me, he's dropped so much value. And has a great story in this episode as well. So it is my honor to bring you Andreas Jones. All right, Andreas, welcome to Unbreakable Success. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks but, for having me.
0: You're very welcome. I sincerely appreciate you uh, making it here to have some conversation with us, and you know, to let some people know about you and the journey you've had with with your business and with your writing. And you're up to what book number six right now?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> pretty awesome pretty awesome so what's been keeping you busy the most uh these days
1: I think the thing that's keeping me busy most these days um you know that's at a at a daughter its a new <laughs> birth she's pretty much <laughs> priority number one uh, then um, my clients that I still serve uh, in my business I uh, battle tested leadership so um those have kind of been the thing that's keeping me up uh, very, these days
0: very nice and and what's your daughter's name again and how old is she
1: uh, her name is Arya, and uh, she's nine weeks old.
0: Awesome, Arya and nine weeks old. Look, that's that's success right now. I mean, we can end the we can end the interview. And just <laughs> success <laughs> is a, is a happy nine month old, uh, excuse me, nine week old daughter. Man, that's 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 amazing. So, congratulations to you and the whole family.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: No problem, man. Listen, you uh, a little bit of your backstory. Can you tell me how you? Um, your entrepreneurial journey where it was kind of born because obviously you weren't you weren't born into your own personal business and you know i know you've been through a few things before you got to where you are today so can can you let people know a little bit more about you and you know condensed version of how we wind up here today
1: okay great absolutely so um so my starting point is i, I was born and i raised in jamaica um you know my, my dad left Jamaica when I was like two years old, so kind of grew up mom, grandma, and it's all over the place pretty much. Wow. Um, and um, so, uh, kind of a backstory in Jamaica Jamaica is a population of about 2.6 million people. With okay. a poverty rate of about eighty-five percent, so it's pretty wow. It's pretty rough, tough stuff um, growing up there and, and trying to make it there. It's very limited opportunities. Yeah. So most of everyone who's trying to do something tries to like you know start a little shop, you know, little like, store, little mm-hmm. fruit basket, whatever they can do to to make money outside of you know going to the regular ninety-five. Wow. that was kind of the, the course you have to take if you want to at least put food on the table for your family okay and so with that in mind i um in high school my first business was in high school um a couple friends three other friends of mine we started a uh, a bank a loan service no way it's <laughs> pretty crazy just thinking <laughs> about it so <laughs> the name of the bank was shining star bank and basically what we did was we lend we used a you know, lend money at twenty percent interest. So, oh, you, nice. know, you know, Kids coming. Um, so, a hundred bucks in Jamaica is about right now. To, it's about a buck. I mean, United States. Wow. So they borrow a hundred bucks, uh, and uh, they pay 20 percent. You know, five days later. So, and then we had uh, we we had an enforcer on payroll. So if you didn't pay me, oh my we'll gosh! Call. Well,
0: call. well see, so I was just about to ask for a, you know to, to get me in on that, but you know you're already on the enforcer uh, role, so I'm going I'm to have to bow out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we had that gold band. It was the craziest thing. Just thinking about it, like what were we thinking? Oh
0: my, and this is high school, right?
1: High school, yeah, high school. Okay, I, I went I, to all boy high school, making make it even work so it was all (laughs) high school you know we said we started the service and we had our enforcers we had a system going you know we all brought we all pool money and then at the end of the month we'll share the profits and you know we'll like deposit money and all kind of good stuff wow but yeah that's what that was my first business um just doing that
0: Wow. Um,
1: and it's funny how my uh my life like just thinking about it now, like I've, yeah. like I've always <laughs> ended up in a financial role, kind of, kind of, yeah. kind of, sort of. Okay. I'm just born out of that. I'm just trying to make an extra buck.
0: <laughs> so, what was the next step after the? Uh, did the bank eventually
1: close? <laughs> no, it eventually closed after we left high school because um, um we all went our separate ways. Okay. Couple went to college. I I migrated from Jamaica to the states. Okay. At age seventeen. Uh, came and joined the military um, You know serving Afghanistan serving Iraq,
0: okay
1: um, came back home went into the corporate world um, I did that for a couple of years and then about 2012 um, You know I said I said from the backstory that Jamaica in order to really make it It was a lot of entrepreneurial thinking okay and creativity and resourceful and so I saw drew from that experience um, when I uh, started out and I started looking like, how, how could I apply this knowledge? How could I really maximize on this experience, even okay. though it was rough and tough? How could yeah. I maximize it? And then I, I, you know, seeked out a mentor. Um, he started talking to me about, you know, owning your personal story. At first, I was kind of ashamed to tell my story because uh, mm. you know, it, it wasn't a lot of heights there. I mean, I played sports in high school, never had a parent come to a game, and all that good stuff. So I kind of, mm. kind of yeah. tried when I migrated to the states. I was trying to push all that aside and not, you know, regurgitate it. Yeah. And uh, he was like, "No, man, own that. That's you. That, yeah. that, that's what makes you you." True. And so, yeah, you know, I, I started owning my personal story, getting comfortable with sharing it. And, you know, to date, I've shared it with thousands of people, you know, through different mediums, through uh, media sites, Inc., you know, huffington Post, Forbes, through yeah. podcasts, and everywhere else in Beautiful. between. So I've uh, come to grips with that. Um, I have... You know, you know kind of forgave my family like I didn't understand what was going on at that point But now that I'm growing older kind of some more wisdom I forgave them. They were trying to do the best they could do at that point based yeah. on the situation and you know It is what it is. There's nothing I can do to change it. It's my it's accepted it, on that, that that's my story.
0: Nice. And
1: uh, so you know that that was one of the biggest wins I got um, from my mentor in the military Just just uh, You know so I'd gone in the military at 17, um, you know, for the next seven, eight years. Um, mm-hmm. That was my adolescent experience in the military. So that's all I knew. No, like, corporate experience or whatnot. I didn't go to college and all that good stuff. So everything I knew about life, well, I learned yeah. from the military. And that's where I draw all my experiences from, It's from the military. Yeah. And I translated that um, into my business of uh, coaching and consulting at, at this point in my life
0: i tell you what—that's—I love a story because your mentor is so right, and and I, I get where you're coming from. Sometimes, you know, when we live our own story, for for many of us, especially especially introverts, because because I don't know about you, entrepreneurs. From what the more I I find out, most entrepreneurs tend to be in some way sort of introverted.
1: So I am very introverted.
0: <laughs> you and me both, man. It, and it's odd we wind up on these platforms when we're talking to thousands of people at a time, but at, at the same time. We have this introversion about us, and I know for me, like you said, it's, it's kind of hard to throw that story out there because you think nobody wants to hear what the heck you know happened to me. But mm-hmm. I tell you what, it's so true that you know your story is, is what gets people to relate to you and, and they trust you because I know for, for all of you listening right now as you're hearing this, Everybody listening has that, that story, something about them that they kind of feel like they shouldn't share. But a lot of times it's the thing that creates that rapport, which obviously is, has to some degree helped you a lot in business because you're doing, you're doing excellent these days. And you've, you've turned that beginning into something really powerful and probably more than you ever managed, imagined at the time.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: So let me ask you a question. You so you made this transition from <laughs> from the high school bank and the enforcers to the military and then from the military to the corporate world and starting your own your own business. Was there a gap between when you departed from the military and you started battle tested leadership? Did you jump into the corporate arena working for someone? Yeah, I jumped into the corporate arena.
1: Yeah, okay. I jumped into corporate right after the military and then Okay. Spent a couple of years in, in corporate America and um, you know, just coming from the military um, it was, it was a, it was a tough transition yeah. because I said to that point in military is the only thing I know that's my life experience. Right. I didn't, you know, have the, the college experience of, you know, open free thought and, you know, yeah. Conversation, everything in the military do this, do this, do this, do this, So that's all I knew and that's what I expected when I went to the corporate world. Yeah. And it wasn't like that. I was like, Whoa, what's going on? These people are so unorganized. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I know the feeling.
0: Like yeah. I come from a law enforcement background, so I, I know it's sometimes you experience uh or hear about or, or find yourself involved in a non structured setting and it can be a little bit it can seem a little bit odd. But uh let me ask you, so I know there's a ton of people that when it comes to entrepreneurship, a lot of people start, either start in the corporate world or merge them both. Like they have that job and then they work their, their entrepreneurial business as a side job until they can make that transition. How did that work for you? Did you cut the cord at once or at what point did you realize? You
1: no, know- I started. So um, one, one of the biggest mistakes I made, two, two of the biggest mistakes I made when I started my business. One is that I didn't do proper market research to really mm-hmm. identify my, my target audience. Mm. And two, I didn't seek expert help. I okay. didn't seek a mentor coach, advisor, whatever you call them. Okay. And um, I was just trying to figure it out on my own. up um nine months into my business. I only had one client. I was like, well, mm. something's not working. My wife is looking at me like, okay, we're spending money a <laughs> month, and I'm not seeing a return. You know, what's going on? You need to wrap this up. Yeah. I was like, okay, I got to do something. And um, as I've I shared, you know my personal story on um, with, with losing our baby on, on the Entrepreneur on Fire mm-hmm. podcast, um, you know, about how that kind of was a catalyst to, to me making a change and the, the decision that it that it helped for me was mm-hmm. I could use me losing my baby as a as a good crutch to say I'm mm-hmm. not going, I'm, I'm just going to sulk in this. Or uh, I had to make a decision in the moment to to, to, to choose my dreams and choose my future. While going through this immense pain and trying to be there and be Be the, 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 be strong and be the rock for my wife is, you know, is Very emotional for women more so than men in, in those times. Yeah, so um, just, just going through that and um, I, I, I said to not do my proper market research and get a mentor was two huge mistakes for me so, But I started, you know, I, start, I started while I was in the corporate world started trying to build it up trying to get understanding and Mm -hmm. the first um, I remember when I um, went to uh, get mentored by John Maxwell I remember I couldn't afford the um, I couldn't afford a certification to be a part of the John Maxwell team okay and I worked in the days and drove uber in the evenings to make up the difference (laughs) for months
0: to make those payments
1: or whatever to pay it off so I'll be able to go to the event go down to his house um, you know, be mentored, am. you know, just, just exposed to that environment and, at a different level. And, um, you know, so I remember wow. just making those sacrifices. I usually left work at four, four thirty and drove until 10 30, 11 at night, Man. um, just to make that money. So I could pay, you know, pay that pay for my certification and whatnot, um, just to get that experience and to get that exposure. And, uh, you know, so, you know, it was, a, it was a process. Um,
0: yeah.
1: and one thing I've learned, um, Yeah, from my time in the military and corporate running the business that, you know, the the process is tough sometimes, but it's necessary. Yeah, Um, that's... You know, a a lot of times I I get myself in trouble when I try to shortcut and try to skip the process. Don't
0: we all? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I I, I guarantee you, everybody in the audience right now, I see you people sitting there, you're nodding your head going, yep. (laughs) We all want the shortcut. We all want the hack. But, you know, it's good to have a nice strategy that, that can shave some time, but... We got to pay our dues at the end of the day absolutely and you absolutely. certainly have look i, I want to i definitely want to honor you you know for you to go through such a personal a powerful there, there's nothing more powerful than that what you went through and to to use that somehow and turn it into drive to do what you do and, and then to turn around and make that level of commitment to go from work to driving in uber for hours so that you can afford to, to so that you can invest in what you knew you needed to invest in, which was that mentoring uh, I commend you for that, and I think that's definitely a lesson. Both of those things are are life lessons for i know for me personally and for the people listening right now, so thank you for sharing for you know telling us and sharing that with us because it's in our own ways we we can all relate to to some kind of struggle that's going on, certainly uh hopefully from for most people not at the level what you went through but there's always something isn't there for for all of us that just feels like it feels like it can drain us down if we let
1: it oh absolutely and absolutely everyone no one yeah. is exempt from that
0: but to use wow. it is, is a powerful thing and then to man to pay your dues like that and just demand of yourself to to have that mentorship is is a big deal that's powerful
1: yeah absolutely
0: so, listen, your your expertise, your area of expertise, obviously, is leadership. You, you own battle-tested leadership. And I really want to ask you this question because most entrepreneurs, and, and even me for the most part right now, most entrepreneurs, especially when they're starting out, they're solopreneurs, right? So mm-hmm. they're one-man bands, one-man or one-woman show. And the concept of leadership, a lot of times, what I've realized is, people don't think they need it until they have a team of people to lead but i'd like to get your perspective on that because i'm sure you have some some really good thoughts on that idea for for anyone out there thinking that they don't need to understand or invest in learning about leadership how does that fit into to solo ventures and and how is that relevant
1: oh absolutely um so (laughs) first thing um I learned from John Maxwell, um, he, he says this all the time, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Mm,
0: yes.
1: um, the foundation of leadership is trust. And the most potent form of leadership is self-leadership, being able to lead yourself. And you could see that rhetoric, you know, through all if you research philosophy and all yeah. that good stuff, you'll see that the, the power to lead yourself mm-hmm. is the most potent form of leadership to be able to direct yourself to say I'm going that direction and direct yourself and discipline yourself to go to that direction. So I think that's leadership starts with you. Yes. Uh, and then then, you know, from from you, you know, that that what what's inside of you is a shining out. That's a reflection. That's what your team your team is is basically reflecting what's your inner leadership. Yeah. So if your team is dysfunctional, it's showing that you as a leader is dysfunctional. Um, you know, you can't be, oh I'm the best leader, but you have a dysfunctional team. That that it doesn't doesn't match. There's no synergy there. That yeah. doesn't match. So if your team is dysfunctional, more more than likely you are dysfunctional as a person. So I like to believe that your team or are your company, your business, the culture of your business reflects you as the leader,
0: mm-hmm. and whatever
1: that inward image and and uh, inward feeling and belief is 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 what's being reflected because that's that's influencing your decisions day to day, as the smallest to the largest decisions and um so a lot of as you, a lot of people don't think leadership only think of leadership when it comes in the form of a team not from a self perspective being able to lead yourself
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is ultimate power uh up to, to to lead yourself and direct yourself and um you know if you read any of the self-help books you know back from napoleon hill mm-hmm. you know back before the philosophers emerson and um all those guys they all, they all talk about the power to control yourself and direct yes. yourself which is is essence it's essential yes if you want to do anything you have to be able to direct yourself you have to say okay this is my goal and that's where i'm going Absolutely. and you know try to block block out all the distractions try to um be considerate of, of outside forces whatever those are for you um you know my outside force and your outside force uh, uh, could be different, and that's okay. That's a natural part of the flow of energy. And so, you know, I think people uh, need to 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 really take a step back and, and and just know that the most potent form of leadership is self leadership. Absolutely. And the the best thing you can do um, to think about leadership, best way to think about leadership is leadership is not a position, you know, or a title. You know, yes. you could lead from any level in the organization. So I remember in Iraq, um, there. Uh, so there's it was a private, the lowest rank in the military. He created this divide, this this apparatus that went on the front of the Humvees
0: mm. that
1: could trip the IEDs before you drove you drove over the trucks. Because what used to happen is you used to drive over trucks and blows up, and he had this thing that it just it, it drew on the ground in front of the truck. There, so it was a tripwire. Will okay. trip the wire before you actually get to it. Wow! What, what came from a private, the lowest rank in the military, yeah. You did that, and it, that was implemented throughout all of Iraq and Afghanistan, and everywhere we go right now. So leadership is, is not is not You can lead from any 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 uh any. We can lead from exactly where you're at. Absolutely. Um, it's just understanding that okay, there's a there's a way things are done, but. You know, you shouldn't wait until you but you get in a position to say that you're a leader. You should lead from where you are.
0: Absolutely, I 100% agree. Everybody listening, absolutely. The most there's nothing more important than self leadership, especially as entrepreneurs. Because if if you can't convince yourself of what needs to be done, and if you more importantly, if you don't know where you're going or why, then that's that's where it starts. So if you're let's take on your your lesson of of mentorship. If you're speaking right now, and you are to you know, some entrepreneurs that are just starting out and are bogged down with the million different tasks that <laughs> we all at some point think we're supposed to be doing, like social media and tweaking our web pages or, or funnels and things of that nature, if someone's completely to this point has neglected the concept or understanding of leadership, where do you, as a mentor, where would you suggest they start? Educationally,
1: um so uh, the educational the first way to start is you know invest invest some time in reading books. I mean, yeah. that's about the cheapest way you can get a mentor is by reading mm-hmm. a book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> or listen to a podcast. <laughs> yeah. The crazy thing is that so there's a stat so yeah. more people watch a thirty minute video than more than people who would sit and read a book for thirty minutes. Mm. So the same thirty minutes, uh, watch a video versus read the book. Wow, which is which is, I mean, just crazy. Wow, but that's I, I you know, that's just the the most cost efficient way to get mentorship is through books. And then yeah. if you want to up the level of engagement, you know, from books to to whatever, if they have a course or if they have you know leadership events, you know, um, mentorship events, masterminds, you know, weekend workshops and whatnot, then you can invest in those. But if if you want, if you're just starting out, you know you're, you're limited on funds. You have to invest the time in, in 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 reading books or listen to a book. Now to make it easier, you can listen to a book instead of read it. Yeah. So it's just you have to take that initiative to know that, um, you know, mentorship is so essential. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and I think you know I think from 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 my days in the military that's the, the number one thing that you get from the military is, is that mentorship you know from day 1 you get an accountability partner your battle buddy that you know that guy you're responsible to make sure he he's on time he's put together and mm-hmm. he's squared away and he's responsible for you you to do the same so you guys are accountable to each other and i think that's just been a part of me until until this day my battle buddy is my best friend cuz he mm-hmm. knows like literally everything about me. Yeah. And we still have our weekly accountability calls where he'll kick my butt if I don't do what I'm supposed nice. to do or what I promise to do. Man. Because I've established that trust and say that, you know, I need I need that additional accountability to, yeah. to get me going. And it, whenever I've strayed away from that, I've seen that my productivity and uh, my uh, my achievements are, are, are below par. And then when I really engage in the accountability partnership, uh um, okay. yeah, it has really showed up in my results.
0: We all need it, don't we? I mean, I, I I know for sure, man, if I don't if I don't have somebody even if it's just checking in with me to see where I'm at, what I'm doing, it's easy to get on all the pilot and start drifting. So mm-hmm. totally agree with you there, man. You gotta have somebody you gotta stay accountable to a partner, a mentor, a group of uh, you know, mastermind like you said. Absolutely agree. Let me ask you this: You now you work uh, in battle-tested leadership. Your expertise is that you're consulting, essentially, is, is what you do. Mm-hmm. And you work in you work with Fortune Fortune 50 companies, Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies. So you've been exposed to a wide variety of leadership. You know all different titles, so to speak. So what do you see? You know, in your experience now, what have you seen as some of the most common misconceptions about what it means to be an effective leader and, and when you after after telling us what your the common misconceptions that you've seen are how do you help shift somebody's perspective about it what are a couple couple misconceptions that you commonly see
1: Yeah, so i think the 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 misconception of um i have to title as a manager so they have to listen to me or mm-hmm. um I, I you know i'm the boss you yeah. know, whatever i say go and um, so that, that's two of the biggest misconceptions, and how you combat that is is get people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a on the Maslow hierarchy of need. Everyone have a need to belong to something. Yes, and the way to maximize effective leadership is if you get a group of people to feel like they're integral part of the group, the goal, the vision of the group, and you could get them engaged and and they buy into the vision that's where true effective leadership comes in where you're leveraging the diversity of thought if you have a team of five people I mean that's five different you know thought patterns and mindsets you can leverage you get the best result, best solution to come up with yeah. solutions yeah. but if you just say is only if your voice is the only voice you know then you know something is wrong you know um, yeah. and I've seen it where you know I've acts I've, I've done a 360. I've asked the manager what's the vision of the team and then asked the team member what's the vision of the team and it's two <laughs> separate things. I'm like,
0: yeah.
1: "How are you how are you guys how are you guys expected to be successful if you, no one knows what the vision is? Yeah. You're saying the vision is this and they're saying the vision is that. Don't don't you see the gap there? Yeah. You know, it's glaring, you know. Absolutely. It's obviously, you're you know, you guys are pulling away from each other instead of, you know, going in the same direction."
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I, I agree. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing when you just just having a collection, and that even goes back to mentoring and masterminding. You know, when you discuss what your mission is, whether it's as in battle-tested leadership or me with my company or whether you're with working with an organization, you know, when you are able to get a group of minds together and share that common idea, it becomes a force multiplier. And and you're kind of making your own point when it comes to making sure that you get a mentor or you get a group of people that you can confide in to grow your entrepreneurial journey and and grow your business and grow your mission. Man, when you when you get multiple minds, you take your idea and you hit the multiply button, you know, times however many people that you can you can reach out to. And like you said, that could be books. It could be, you know, videos. It could be audio books. Uh, I, I get it. Absolutely. I, I can see how that believing that the title is the answer, as opposed to kind of guiding uh, the group into a common direction. Thanks for that. So how how do you, um what do you find the most effective way to kind of help people see the, uh, <laughs> see the light, so to speak? Because I'm sure you have a lot of egos involved when you're dealing with the companies that you're dealing with. And I, I know you work with companies that uh, I think would say like half a million and up. In annual mm-hmm. revenue so you know when you're dealing with six and seven figures it's inevitable you're gonna run into people with egos and and how do oh, you yeah. break how do you <laughs> I'm
1: sure you the, do the man. best tool I use for that is that 360 I was like okay you tell me this is the vision yeah this is what people are saying mm. Then if you if you if that doesn't shift your perspective then yeah you know that we have hold on our conversation <laughs> to happen. yes but normally that 360 yeah. uh, feedback tool yeah. Um, it shows it just it's just there. Like yeah. it's, it's no, there's nothing to argue. You know. Yeah. For, for those that own,
0: for, for those that have never heard of three sixty, give us the the Reader's Digest version of a, a three sixty. Yeah. So three
1: sixty is that you know what what used to happen. You know, people just used to go into organizations and they'll do a employee uh, feedback mm-hmm. and the employee provided feedback, but that that was it. So the three seeks it takes into account the, the, the employees and the leaders' feedback and say, okay, this is what the leaders are saying and this is what the, the employees are saying, the team mm-hmm. members are saying. Okay. And you know, the companies that are most successful normally have a synergy between the two, between the leader and what the, the employees are saying. And companies who experience problems normally there's a gap there between yeah. what the leaders are saying and what the team members are saying because they're not on the same page. And you know, once you're not on the same page as a team. You know, you know things are just bound to go downhill. Yeah, you
0: can uh, almost—I know when you finish those 360 assessments, you can um, just from the results, you can probably almost you know ahead of time what's whether the company's doing well or not before you even before you even have a conversation, right? Yeah, yeah, I I believe it. Listen, I appreciate the great content you're giving us, and I kind of want to do some digging. This is this podcast, Unbreakable Success. It's sort of like a virtual mastermind, so I got to throw you on a hot seat and. And get, and kind of dig into a few questions, Are you game? Yes. All right, cool. So, question number one: What is a what's a mission related struggle or challenge that that you're either working on or something that you've worked on recently? What's the strategies you've used to to take care of that that challenge, that big challenge for you?
1: Oh, absolutely. The biggest challenge for me is that I get uh, my hands in too many things at the same time.
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: very uh, I'm ambitious. I like to have a lot of things going on. At once and
0: okay,
1: one of the things my accountability partner holds me to um, is you know, is we call it the one thing strategy. What's the one thing that we need to work on?
0: And,
1: yeah, you know, instead of having 12 goals for the year, we say, like, hey, we do three, we break it up into 90 day segments. Okay, we're gonna focus on these three. And, you know, that helps me stay more focused. Yeah. Um. And, you know, we work on one thing strategy. What's the one thing I need to do today to move closer Beautiful. to achieving these three, four goals? And just do that every day, every day. You know, some days I do miss it. I'm, I'm not not perfect. In yeah. It. But uh, it has helped. And, um, you know, I, I think that strategy is very uh, effective if, yes. it, if it's uh, employed and implemented correctly.
0: Beautiful. I, pre- I appreciate that. I, I love the, uh, the concept of... Man, I can imagine all of us, I know me for sure, it runs into that problem of just trying to get it all done. And it's easy to, to not realize what's the the most important thing to get done. I think it was, who was I listening to? I think it was James Wedmore uh, I was listening to, and he, he used this this analogy, a bridge analogy. And it was sort of like if, if you're on an island and, and your goal is to get to the next island, and you start building five or ten bridges, it's going to take you. You're never going to get to that other island. As opposed to if, if you focus on that one bridge to get there, all those resources can be put into one spot, and you can get to the island. And then if you Absolutely. want, to, you can then you can work on adding to those bridges. So um, I commend you on on recognizing that and admitting what we. All have suffered from at some point. So, yeah, yeah, and I and I and I love the concept of asking you, challenge yourself. okay, what what do I need to do today to keep this this mission, this one thing going? Yeah, I just actually it's funny. I just had I just interviewed uh, Brian falchuk He's the author of Do a Day, and his philosophy in his book is is about sometimes we have goals that are so big. Like in his case, he had to lose a hundred pounds, mm-hmm. and. Just to say that, for somebody to sit there and say, I need to lose a hundred pounds i mean it don't it, it sounds impossible nobody's gonna nobody can lose a hundred pounds it just mm-hmm. as you're sitting there you're you're not gonna lose a hundred pounds today, but to condense his philosophy, he said, Well, I, I know I can lose one pound, and I can work on losing one pound today and that's that's how he did it. He went from he lost that hundred pounds and wound up running marathons and climbing mountains and all kinds of seemingly impossible things because he you know he had to the guts to do what you're talking about which is focus on what needs to be done and what can I do today to get there so I I appreciate you for that Um, let's flip the script on this though what's what's working best for you like what's really in your business what's working well that's helping you get to where you want to be whether it's a whether it's a business tool or it's just something in your personal life what's working for you right now that makes you smile and say I need to do more of this
1: I think the the one thing that's working uh, for me is um, the time that it took to really um, do the proper market research and understand my target audience and speaking directly to them. And mm. um, you know, that's worked phenomenally. Um, you know, the conversations you have with your ideal client is different from the the, the regular client. Okay. And you know, I'm I'm excited to work when I when I get a client that's my ideal client, I'm excited to work. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to our conversations. They're mm-hmm. fired up, ready to go. And it just makes for a great, you know, work relationship. Um, you know, many of my clients, even after we, we end our formal agreements, we still remain friends, we still remain connected, they still refer me to other people. That's awesome. So it's just um yes, you know, so I didn't do that when I started out and I okay. was just trying to throw something out and see what sticks, but mm-hmm. investing the time into mentorship and then coaching and trying to really, really figure that out and speaking to those people directly, mm-hmm. I have a better, I have a I have much more productive uh, coaching and consulting sessions.
0: I'm so glad you brought that up because I know, especially for, for, for entrepreneurs, these days, especially online marketers and things of that nature, everybody talks about finding that avatar, who's your ideal client, and it's it seems to be one of those conversations that a lot of people have but i know it's it's the thing that many times entrepreneurs struggle with how would you what's your your condensed version if you had to advise somebody in in like 2 minutes how do you get started on that if you're you know what your business is like for you you knew you were going to you're going to be a leadership consultant mm-hmm. but how did you work on how did you physically go through the play by play of saying okay Here's how I'm going to figure out who my ideal client is and who I want to work with. How did that work for you?
1: Absolutely. So I asked my question, this one question, who can I work with that's going to have the most impact? Mm. You know, so I could say I could work, I, I, I could work with a line manager, or I could work with a president. Mm. Now, the line manager needs to work, but if I work with a president, I could help him make decisions that's going to affect that line manager and how effective he is so you know that's just from my situation and i do i do work with line managers and entrepreneurs and everything but um just asking the question where 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 is my point of most impact yeah i I love that where 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 is the point of impact that's that's gonna you know really connect you Mm -hmm. know when you know when your message is connecting, when you don't have to advertise, I like I don't, like, <laughs> people are surprised that I don't spend money advertising my business. Wow. people come to me That's because beautiful. you know they they hear me on a podcast, they go on my website, like yeah, this is a guy I want to talk to. Like I don't spend money in AdWords and all the good stuff, yeah, because I know I know exactly who I'm talking to, and when they go on my website and they whatever material I put out, articles whatever I write, it connects with them and they know. And and they know that we're a match, wow. so when, when you really find that ideal client for you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know it, it, it's that's when you know that that's when you really start excelling business. And my mentor gave me this uh, great um, piece of advice. He said, uh, "True entrepreneurial freedom is when you can do a, do business with who you want, when you want, and at a price you want. Mm-hmm. That's true in freedom in entrepreneurship."
0: Man, for everybody listening, I love that. Pay attention to what he Andre said about impact. I, I love that conversation about who can you work with to have the biggest impact. And I know for, I realize that for everyone, that's going to mean something different for you in leadership. It may mean who in the organization is going to have that impact. But somebody could be a personal trainer or a you know a fitness coach, a life coach, whatever the case may be. I think that's a great. Place to explore is where can I make the most impact? So I think I can start getting us in the right direction if we think of in terms of impact, because that's the whole purpose of your entrepreneurial mission in the first place is to make a difference. So I, I love that. I love that concept. I appreciate that from you. So what's uh, what's next and exciting for you and your business? What's the next evolution of battle-tested leadership as a mission? What are you looking forward to? Either whether it's something you've started already or something that you know is going to be on your horizon.
1: Yeah, so the next evolution for me is definitely um, uh, start uh, engaging in more masterminds, providing more mastermind um, mm. groups uh, for entrepreneurs, small business owners, giving them that 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 community that could really help them and maximize and say maximize on those thoughts, the diversity of thought. Love it. Um, it's such a powerful thing when you have you know that just that mind dump. It's so powerful. Yeah. Um, if you use it, you know how to leverage it right, um, so I'm, I'm invested in doing that and um, you know I'm only one person so I can only do so many, you know one-on-ones and yeah. Um, yeah As I said at the top of the show, you know my daughter is my number one priority at this point So yes, I have to figure out a way how to, to still have an impact. Yeah, um, Without up? and taking away my time from her because you know, she's number one priority in my life um, at this point, um, you know along with my wife but uh, you know she's you know she 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 doesn't care if daddy has a bad day. She just wants to know that <laughs> daddy's feeding her and changing her diaper or whatnot. At this point, as she gets older, she you know when I when she comes home from school, she's not going to care if I have a bad day or whatnot. She just wants to know yeah. that her father is there, and mm-hmm. you know she can run and say, "Hey, dad, this happened at school." So that's what I think about and that's why my priority is that is try to uh, expand my impact without taking away from from the time that I want to. So give her as a person who didn't grow up with both parents. And, you know, I said, I never had parents come to one of my games or anything like that. So I don't want to do all of that for my daughter.
0: Man, I I tell you what, I I appreciate that from two perspectives. Number one, your concept of engaging in a mastermind or leading a mastermind and just being a part of that collaborative effort for entrepreneurs. You're really practicing what you were preaching earlier about having accountability and how powerful it can be. To collaborate with multiple people, so I commend you for that, and definitely on the concept of of family and and making sure that you, as best you can, build that that synergy between your your uh, entrepreneurial mission and your life, because it's all one. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you, I don't, I don't really believe in work-life balance. I believe in more no. of a synergy. You know, it's, it's because life is, life is life. It's a whole thing. There is no line. We create these imaginary lines between work and, and yeah. family life. And, you know, the point is to get it to work together so that everybody's supported and everybody's everybody's feeling important and, and the Absolutely. mission's getting done and the family's taken care of. So I appreciate you for that, definitely. So most important question, how can people support you further and how can people reach you? to get support and expertise from you.
1: So absolutely. So the the place for that would definitely be on my uh, website, uh, BattletestedLeadership.com. Um, you know, that's where you'll find, you know, a lot of different resources, articles, um, helpful tools. You, know, you could reach out to me via email, phone, uh, social media, all through my website, BattletestedLeadership. Um, you know, that's, that's my, my hub. that's my center of operations.
0: Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. I'll make sure everybody, um, as you're listening right now, I'll make sure if you go to AaronKeithHawkins.com, you'll just type in a keyword search, Andreas. It's A-N-D-R-E-A-S. And you'll find this episode with Andreas. And I'll make sure everything's linked up to his website, to some of his articles. And, Andreas, what's some of the places that you've been writing lately? I know you've got a bunch of articles out there in a few different places.
1: (laughs) Yes, I run for... uh... Huffington Post, uh, Forbes Inc., uh, Influenza, um, goodness gracious, uh, <laughs> this 360, uh, <laughs> Career Medics, uh, all over the place. Wow. <laughs> See,
0: now, to jump back to our conversation earlier, if people want to find out where they can get started learning about leadership and leadership concepts, That's the place to start. I'm telling you right now, listen to, go to these links and come to erinkeithalkins.com. I'll link you to a bunch of his articles and I think that's a great place to start to, for all of us to continue our growth and understanding of leadership concepts because you're definitely an expert and I appreciate you for taking the time to share your expertise with with us. I just want to take a second before we go, Andres, I want to make sure I specifically say thank you and honor you, man. The journey you've come from, from <laughs> from the private bank in high school <laughs> and your enforcers <laughs> to serving in the military, I commend you for your service and thank you and so grateful for you for doing that. And then parlaying all that, the challenges of your life coming up and just taking that journey from just sticking your toe in the waters of entrepreneurship to the military, to the corporate world, and then taking that leap to do your own thing and create that impact that's obviously important to you. Uh, you've come a long way and you've done phenomenal. And I think we can all agree we can all learn from you. So we appreciate you. We'll definitely be in touch. And everyone here, make sure you go out and get the book uh, on Amazon today. I'll make sure there's a link to that too. Um, Absolutely. Thank you. Battle Tested Leadership's the name of a company in the book, correct?
1: Yes. yes.
0: Awesome. That's square one, people, for leadership advice. And we all need it, including me. Thank you, Andres. We'll be in touch really soon.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you got a whole lot of value from it. By the way, did you know the former Google CEO, Eric Schmidt, once said that the best piece of advice he ever got was to get a coach. And I'd like to offer you the opportunity to get coached by me, one-on-one, absolutely free. Yes, you heard me right. I decided that once a week, I'm gonna select somebody to coach If you're interested and you'd like to have the opportunity, visit me at AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash contact and just send me a message. Let me know you'd like to be coached by me and you may be the one that I reach out to this week. I'll be honest, there's nothing I enjoy more than seeing people succeed and having the honor of playing a part in their success. Thank you once again for listening to Unbreakable Success. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show. It would mean the world to me, and I can't wait to see you again next time. Until then, make sure you take care of yourself, take care of each other, and please keep creating the best life of your life. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.